G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth with Purpose, back with us. Hello, Alex. Welcome back to 2020. Hey, Neil. Great to be with you on this beautiful day. Uh, No doubt there'll be some questions come through from listeners, Alex. But what if we start off uh, talking through some issues around marriage and money? Uh, this is one of those ones. It gets a bit ticklish, uh, you know. You two, two people <laughs> join together, and all of a sudden, there's finance challenges. Where do you start talking about this? <laughs> yeah, look, it's a, it's 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 an important one, an extremely important one, because in Australia today, the number one cause of divorce is usually financial conflict. So, you know, the biblical model is to become one. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're assuming that that's going to go smoothly. <laughs> um, but money, of course, can be a source of, you know, huge tension. And I think part of it's because, you know, we come into marriage with different expectations, different upbringings. Um, we have our gender differences. There's all sorts of aspects that we bring into a marriage uh, that mean that <laughs> all of a sudden uh, we have to we're used to managing our money on our own for ourselves and all of a sudden we're going to do it as a couple and then raise a family and all think of all those issues so it causes all sorts of uh, tension but i think really from god's perspective i think his intention for marriage is that it should bring balance to our decisions you know husband and wife we often you know we're wired a bit differently uh, and therefore we'll often look at things from a different perspective. And when you bring those two perspectives together, you often get far better outcomes and far more balance. So I think God's desire for us is as a couple, it should actually bring us closer together because we have to work together. Um, It should bring unity. Clearly, in many cases, it tears people apart because of, you know, our human sinful nature and, and, you know, unwillingness to listen to the other side and all those kind of things. But reality is, I think God's intention is that it should be an opportunity for us to love and serve one another. um, And as I say, bring balance to our decisions. Um, And it's a challenge in our culture because our culture says we're all to be very independent. and so we have this culture almost like when you get married, you've still got his and hers, as opposed to the biblical model, which is neither his or hers. It's not even ours. It's actually God's. <laughs> so as a couple, yeah. you should come you should come together and say, well, how are we going to handle God's money, not his money or her money or even our money, but how are we going to handle God's money? Okay, so, yeah. so without turning this into like a business conversation so far as marriage goes, You've got uh, you've got these two different people coming from different upbringings. We talk about the two becoming one flesh. Do we then think of a new entity as this new couple gets together, and so everybody's on this learning curve as to how to function in a new entity? Is that the way you'd look at it? Yeah, I think it's look. It's probably a useful way to think about it because we've got to throw off our old ways and say, okay, well now I've got to work together with someone. And I think really the idea here is that we become interdependent on each other. And when I say interdependent, I also include God in the sense that we should always be dependent on God 
for our provision. So that's something that we do together as a couple, uh, you know, in relationship to God. We should also look at our resources and say, well, actually, now our resources should be shared. They're not either his or hers. They're, they're to be shared amongst our, our uh, amongst each other. Um, and also, as, as a new entity, we come together and we work towards, you know, shared goals and shared vision. Now, some of those are just normal day-to-day practical things like, you know, saving for the future, for retirement and buying a house, all that kind of stuff, but also spiritual goals and how are we going to use the money that God puts in our hands um, to create a plan for our giving like who are we going to give to how much are we going to give to our local church all those sort of things need to be worked through as a a couple Um, and then when you get into other areas which I guess are more challenging ones you know what kind of schools are we going to send our kids to all those kind of things Um, and they all have financial impact the other issue is around responsibility and who's going to do what so to me the the model is that you should have a shared responsibility we're both responsible even though we may have different roles so you know as you know having given financial advice for 20 years one person is usually the household administrator you know they're the ones that either enjoy it you know they want to pay all the bills they, they like all that kind of you know handling the book so to speak and then the other one's just a little less interested or you know it's just a it's just a role that they fall into so that should a shared responsibility though is important because you I don't think it's sensible just to delegate all the responsibility to one partner. You both need to be in agreement as to how things are going to be done, what our common goals are, who we're going to give to. All those things need to be discussed together and agreed upon as a couple rather than being done by the one person. So yeah, it's a challenge, but very, very important. Alex, you can identify some of the common areas of difference in couples, and uh, you can identify some of those problems. You even go to the extent of saying there are some problems that are marriage killers. Now, that's (laughs) that's sounding pretty severe. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so... Over the years, I've witnessed things where, you know, where things fall apart. And the couple of things that can really cause big marital problems are things like excessive debt. That puts enormous pressure on a couple. Um, Then also, if you compound that, you know, one of them loses their job and all of a sudden, you know, the debt becomes a very real issue. Um, So there's that side of it. Other sort of things I've witnessed over the years is dishonesty. So, for example, one partner doesn't know what the other one's earning or I've seen extremes where one partner is siphoning off their bonuses so the other, you know, the the partner doesn't really know what the other one's earning. Um, So there's all those kind of things. Um, But also, just even at a more basic level, men and women often look at things differently. So needs versus wants, for example, is a big issue. You know, I might think, you know, we'd agree we need to buy food, but do we both agree that we need to buy a new car or is it the type of car? You know, all these things become needs versus wants. And we don't often look at those things in the same way. And that's why... You know, to avoid conflict, we need to work together and, and work through these issues in a, in a, the context of a loving relationship and in the context of serving one another. So, 
so if you're looking at it from that point of view as opposed to what I can get out of it because our culture is all built around that marriage is something that I've got to get something out of and if it, if I don't get anything out of it well why don't I just get divorced that's kind of society's view whereas the Christian view is the opposite you know we've got to actually work together to get good outcomes as a couple and for God's kingdom and so you're coming at it for a very different point of point of view but it's very important that Christians ultimately work together, I think, for a common vision and a common goal as to what they're going to do with God's, mo- without, you know, with God's money. Because if you take that away, you can then be both pulling in very different directions and that's when you get the marriage killer. You know, your marriage starts to come under a lot of pressure because you're not on the same page. So there's some of the, the things that you know, people need to kind of grapple with. Alex, it sounds almost simple to say two people who become one flesh learn how to manage these differences when it comes to money. Introduce into their children. All of a sudden, you've got a family. (laughs) Things start to get even more complicated then. Uh, But when we're talking about the way that a life grows, uh, you know, then two become one and then they grow as a family and uh, they've got aspirations for a lifelong uh, relationship and family life together. When we talk about a biblical foundation, what Christians think about that, uh, some, sometimes people think, oh, it's just one opinion versus another. But here we have some wisdom from God. How can we identify that sort of wisdom that gives us a foundation for uh, how money might work in marriage? Mm. Well, so the, the biblical model comes back to this whole two becoming one. And that's, uh, that's the starting point. So we're no longer these sort of separate entities. We're now one and we have a responsibility to work together towards, you know, a common vision. And so the Christian acknowledges that um, their life is not their own. We are, you know, ch- God's children and that our purpose here is to serve God, to glorify God. And so the Christian dimension to money is very different to the world's one. The world's one is really about what I can get out of it how do I, you know, make the most of every cent and every minute here on earth for my for myself? The Christian one is almost the opposite to that. Yes, we need to meet our needs of ourselves and, you know, roof over our head, that kind of thing. But beyond that, the Christian goal as a couple is how do we love and serve God together as a family? How do we, and, and you mentioned children, how do we bring our children into that? How do we disciple our children to be good stewards of the resources that God blesses with them? How do we impart biblical values around money to our children? Um, and there's you know lots of ways you can do that to train your children um, to have that biblical mindset. But Really, it starts with the couple acknowledging that actually we are here for God and for God's purposes, and we're going to use that money to, uh, and we're going to steward it for His kingdom and for His glory, um, and we're going to look at it in a in the in the sense of shared responsibility because we are both stewards and we both have responsibility to do it. Even if we both earn different amounts of money, we have different you know you know one doesn't work, one does in some cases. So all those sort of things are not necessarily relevant. It's that we are coming together with that shared vision about our purpose as Christians and what we're going to do with the resources that God has blessed us with as a couple. And of course, how do we then impart that to our children as well? So that to me is the, if you like, the biblical model. So if you are two different people uh, on different pages and resisting the idea of working together as one flesh, uh, being you know single-minded around money, no doubt there's weakness for your marriage when you have that but 
if you can work through the issues and get the communication lines open, and there might be some practical things we can talk about here, but undoubtedly, if you get this worked out well, it's going to actually strengthen your marriage. Is that the case? Oh, absolutely. And so I think the starting point for this, because uh, as you rightly say, often we're not on the same page, and, and, and that comes from all sorts of really innocent reasons. You know, we've had different upbringings, we've had um, different expectations about life and what it would look like for us. Um, you know, we have different views around schooling, you know, public versus private, all those kind of things. So we often come at it from very different angles. So the starting point to me is that we say, we need to understand our spouse. We need to understand what's driving them. Um, so when we run our marriage courses, we actually get them to do a values test. And um, so that way they can actually, and often we, we get them to see what they think their spouse would be. And then we get them to the spouse to respond to see how they actually react. So it's to really help people to actually understand where their spouse is coming from. Um, so you understand the basis for it. You understand their um, why they do the things they do. Because when you understand that, you can be far more gracious because you you know, you know understand the reason why someone is the way they are. Um, but then you can then go on the journey together of reshaping the future by both agreeing to go down a, a biblical path rather than the path of our upbringing. Because the path of our upbringing may or may not have been good. Um, and, and for most of us, it's a mix. You, you know, pick up good things and bad things along the way. Um, but we start together with the view that we are going to love and serve our spouse. We're going to understand where they come from. We're going to suspend judgment about, you know, about, about them. Um, we need to work with the fact that we all come to a marriage often with our own personal insecurities that we need to work through. And, and that takes time. It's not an instant thing. Uh, you know, and the biblical concept of grace <laughs> is especially, especially important in marriage. Um, you know, marriage is, is uh, it's kind of like shining a light on yourself. You kind of work out what you like <laughs> the more, the longer you've been married. And so that kind of, uh, the way we start building our communication should come from the point of view of we want to be loving to our spouse, understand where they're coming from. Um, and, and then going on a journey with them so that we together align our finances with God's word together. Alex, let's talk churches for a few moments because you do a lot of work with uh, pastors, church leaders, and uh, churches themselves can become a source of real solid foundation for any couple who are uh, battling over marriage uh, marriage and uh, finance issues here. Um, what about churches? Uh, how do you see churches? Is that like a, a bit of a sanctuary for getting a foundation for your, uh, your marriage on finances based on a biblical foundation? And uh, what are your thoughts here for how churches can, can help their members? Oh, look, it's a massive opportunity. Um, and look, I mean, if you think about one of the roles of churches is to make disciples and the disciple making process is clearly going to stumble along the fact that, you know, most of our congregations are married or get married or go through even troubled, troubled times. Um, and so we need to help people uh, repair and grow and improve their marriages in that church context. And so what I encourage pastors is to facilitate you know training around around this area now often many many churches across the nation are running marriage courses and so forth and, and they're fantastic um, some of them often lack 
the money area. But to me, this is a very important area that should be overlooked because the thing about money is if you can get people right with their money, you can often get them right with other parts of their life because money is often a massive barrier to people's relationship with God alone, because you know people idolize money. Um, they you know they they fallen in love with it, they worship it, they serve it, and therefore that has a massive flow on effect to other areas of their life in terms of the way they behave and so forth. Um, and of course, that then puts pressure on their finances and therefore on their marriage. So the church has a wonderful opportunity to help couples in their church to become financially healthy. That's what we say. You want to help your members to be financially healthy. Because once you get them to a place of health, you can then lead them to a point where they then start using their money um, for higher purposes, you know, for, for God's kingdom. But you've got to help repair it first and get them with a biblical mindset towards their money. So teaching biblical truth about money is obviously the starting point for a pastor. And then from there, and, and of course, the practical strategies that go with it and, you know, keeping it simple. But from there, you can then help your members to then fund God's kingdom. So we want to, I, I, our, one of our goals is to firstly get people healthy. Uh, and then once you get them healthy, you want them to become a warrior for God's kingdom. You want them to actually start using their money for things that are of eternal value. But you've got to get them healthy first and get them on track so that they can then use their money wisely so that out of their abundance, they can give and fund God's kingdom. Um, so there's lots of it's a massive opportunity for churches. I think it would strengthen the local church because the last thing we want to see in our churches is, is lots of broken marriages. Um, and money, as you know, is a, is a big cause of that. And so there's a huge opportunity to repair marriages uh, and then to help them thrive just through basic biblical money management. So it's Fabulous. Good stuff there, Alex Cook. And I'll often say for listeners, you can get free ebooks, the My Toolkit. Uh, free videos and podcast content when people go to your website at wealthwithpurpose.com. Many of those marriage-oriented, getting things sorted out between husband and wife, uh, getting a plan together. Uh, Any of those sorts of free uh, resources around marriage? Absolutely. So there's two two things I draw people's attention to. One is um, we have a marriage and money ebook, so that's something they can download for free from their site. Um, but what I would encourage listeners to do is to go to our website and sign up to our e newsletter, which is free. Um, the reason being is we have a webinar coming up in two weeks' time on specifically marriage and money. And so people can um, join in that. It'll go for an hour long. We're partnering with Focus on the Family to do that. Um, and we're going to be teaching you know how to how to deal with money and also how to communicate about money as a couple, which obviously will be enormously benefit. So they've got to go to the wealthwithpurpose.com website and, of course, um, sign up to our newsletter so they get on our email list and get informed about upcoming events like this webinar. Excellent stuff. Alex Cook and the website wealthwithpurpose.com. You can follow Alex on Facebook and Twitter. There's also an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com email for you to be in touch with Alex Cook. Alex, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. My pleasure. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.